This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Today is the last in a series of shows on the Performing Arts Meeting in Yokohama, Japan, which I attended last month. So the event is held every year for performing arts professionals from around the world to come together, present works, attend discussions and to network and get to know each other. So today I'm speaking to the people behind a series of performances at that meet uh, that gave many of us quite a bit to talk about. Haina Avdal and Yukiko Shinozaki of Fieldworks, which is a performance company based in Belgium. Thank you for joining me, guys. Thank you for inviting us. Hello. Yes. Hello. <laughs> All the way from Belgium, um, you know, most of us aren't really able to to uh, leave the country right now, so it feels very far away. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Very strange time now. Yes, yes. Um, so I, I am. I, I thought the best place to start would be um, because most of us here may not be familiar with the kind of work that Fieldworks does. Um, if you could explain, uh, if you could explain just that, really, um, how would you describe the kind of performance that you do? Oh uh, well, uh, we do performances in different, um, how can I say, we do both site-specific performances and also performances in uh, theater space. So, and uh, usually it's uh, the process of each project is quite different, but uh, usually we respond uh, quite a lot to each space where we are performing. So, so that's uh, one of our usually starting points, the space itself and how the space affects us and also how we as uh, performers or, or, or people, how can we also shape a space or form a space. And, and then also for us, like uh, to always we collaborate, collaborate with other artists, I mean, including, of course, performers, but also uh, sounds and the lights, all the other elements, we try to like treat it as equal level, like it's a non-hierarchical approach so that maybe do initiate the project, but it's really a collaboration with other artists as well. Mm. So when you do um, put on shows, uh, for instance, like the ones that you performed at uh, the performing arts meeting in Yokohama, um, mm it's a, I mean it's a it's not a sort of long engagement you're doing a couple of shows uh, you know over a, a course of a few a week or so how how long do you have to work with that space you know how do you how do you come up with the ideas well uh, it's uh, actually so we did in tpam we did the one project we did in uh, in the in the big performance space in in Kaltz theater yes and that has a bit more like a how can i say regular setup time mm-hmm. so it's uh, usually one well, day it. setup and then we perform but the other projects uh, unannounced which is more also site specific uh, project that uh, takes the audience in uh, smaller groups around in the building. Uh, that kind of project, we usually need a bit more time to prepare. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yukiko and I, we prepare it usually months beforehand by watching uh, plans of the building or photos. Or if it's possible, we also go to visit the, mm-hmm. the location where we will perform. And uh, and then the setup itself, when we are in the space, usually takes from two to three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of, 
the, the the capability of shows like this to travel, you know, do you think about being able to adapt it to other spaces eventually? Oh, yes, we, we do it in many different spaces. So that's always interesting for us to see how the work can fit into different types of spaces. So we actually quite often we get offers from people. They, they have a location or a building uh, or a space and they often they ask us if we want to do something in this location. And then we start to, to investigate what kind of space it is. And, and we try to find ways of uh, adapting our work uh, to our, yeah, to get in a dialogue with that space. And then just going back to the piece and announce, TPAM is like one of the biggest like a venue we perform because sometimes we performed in very small art like a residency center like in Sweden. It's we just visited use a dressing room and also the housing and then the small theater space. But it's uh, so within the fixed piece we also needed to we needed to adjust mm-hmm. and it's always just seeing a space, listening to the space, what's needed and what's not. And yeah. Yes. Yeah, so Unannounced yeah. is um, Unannounced was one of my absolute favorite uh, performances in TPAM. Um, and um, it, it's, it basically breaks down this notion of performance happening in a theater space. It starts, you know, outside. It kind of takes you on a... Uh, a, a backstage tour almost, but you're not quite sure where you're being led. Um, and even the mm-hmm. performance itself breaks down notions of a stage and an audience, um, performer, mm-hmm. viewer. So th- there's many of these lines being crossed. Um, I can imagine that that would have started off in a, in a smaller capacity. What was it like to increase it and stage it on this scale? Because... Um, Yes, while it wasn't actually performed in a traditional theatre, it, it, it encompassed quite a large journey for us. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a, TPAM was a very large, big building. So uh, it, it's also um, one, be a big part of the, the work is also to that we have to get in dialogue with uh, all the people in working court. in that building. So uh, and so that's uh, in a way a big part of the process is also getting yeah, having this dialogue and then seeing how can we open up spaces, but also how can we uh, uh, open up the needs with other people hmm. in in that location. So so that's uh, yeah. It's all things are part of our process. Part of the process yeah. <laughs> is, is also about that somehow. Yeah. Besides being the founders of Fieldworks, uh, both of you are part of the performance as well. Um, what is this? What is that experience like uh, performing in these works? Oh, it's really exciting. <laughs> it's uh, well, um, <clears throat> yeah. It's of course it's quite demanding being the in and out. Being we have to sort of step in and out, yeah, of the process, but also of it, of the presentation or the performance itself. Mm-hmm. So it's demanding, but it's also extremely interesting for us to be on the inside of the work because uh, we feel that when we are inside, we can still, we're still somehow, yeah, doing the performance or performing is, you are still affecting the outcome of the work in in a large way. So, So in many ways being, on the inside is being on the outside as well. So, mm. so it's <clears throat> we like this kind of yeah 
being able to, um, how can I say, uh, still, but even though we are inside, we are still actually Processor. processing and choreographing while we're inside as well, because there's a lot of aspects of in- improvisation, of course, mm. involved. Uh, it's not that everything is completely set. And dealing with <clears throat> with this situation where uh, borders are not so clear, you, you often encounter unexpected situations. Mm. And in the meeting with with uh, not only audience but also with uh, other people working in the building, or uh, so so it's a lot of uh, instant choreography as well when you're being on the inside of the performance. So so that's why it's also interesting for us yeah. to be on the inside. I think Haina was always inside. I had some project I was also outside. Mm-hmm. So for me, I mean, it's interesting to compare. And uh, but last years, I think I'm more again back to just also finding a joy of performing back again, and that, that's another layer, just being outside and directing. And yeah, mm. it's, a, it's a different process we, we go through. <laughs> yes. So on yes. that, that actually um, is quite interesting to me because I was wondering, uh, given that it's such a fluid. Uh, performance um, and and a lot of spontaneity involved how much um, how much do the performers contribute to the work oh a lot the performers contribute a lot uh, I mean they are they are the work as well so mm-hmm. so it's we really you know it's it's each the the value of each person is this it, we try to you know all the people involved have equal value in a certain way that uh, so on, no matter what function you you perform you you have a you know incredible value so so it's it's a lot about creating a group and a team that can you know mm. can can you know perform at its best in in, 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 in that moment yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do direct, we do, we give us structures and, you know, they make, special, like we're talking about a tour, guided tour part, Haina and I always have to go a few days before performers arrive. So we make a kind of preparation for them to make different routes, time it, but then they have to fill in. And then after we also, of course, we also watch together and it's a kind of, we are making it together and really thanks to them that uh, our performance actually happens yeah Mm. so we do Mm. need to take a a quick break um, but uh, we'll be back shortly to continue our conversation with Haina Avdal and Yukiko Shinozaki of Fieldworks from Belgium who performed recently at the performing arts meeting in Yokohama Japan Uh, they do works that are blurring the boundaries between uh, performance between audience between spaces um, and they do works that are site specific as well so we will continue um, and, and ask them more about these works when we come back. This is our series on that arts meet. You're listening to Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Welcome back. This is Front Row on The Bigger Picture and I'm Sharmila Ganesan. Today we're continuing our series on the recently held performing arts meeting in Yokohama and we're speaking to Heine Avdal and Yukiko Shinozaki whose company Fieldworks from Belgium presented some very interesting works at that arts meet. Um, so before the break, you know, you guys spoke quite a bit about the uh, performance aspect, about the, about the inside-outside aspect of creating these works. Um, one thing 
thing that uh, struck out for me, uh, you know, in the three works that I did see, is the um, very interesting and very seamless use of technology in these in these performances. Uh, yes, uh, well, uh, technology has often been a big part of our works since we started creating uh, our own work, mm-hmm. like uh, almost. 20 years ago mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and in a way we have been interested in using technology in in different ways uh, one level of it is because it's also is a big part of our daily lives mm-hmm. and um, and uh, the other side of it is that we are interested in learning about um, um, different methods or, or processes uh, in working with different medias. So, and, and learning about these different methods uh, is something that we try to bring back and bring back to the, to our bodies and, 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 and to the choreography, and crafting the co- choreography. Yes. Yes. Because Haida started out, I mean, we are both dancers, but then uh, one moment also we made use a lot of video works and then we learn how to edit the videos and then just learn new ways to, you know, use the videos and same kind of method or process. We put it back to choreography, how to readapt to, yeah, mm. to, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's one part of it. And the other part is that we try to, uh, when we work with different uh, medias or, or, or um, how can I say, different um, factors in in the performance. We also try to integrate uh, the like, for instance, the use of objects. Uh, then we try to also integrate uh, that every all the involved elements have the same equal value or can uh, be seen as an in the independent performer in the performance. But I think also choreography. I mean, somehow. For me, at least, like ex- try to expand the, what the meaning of choreography. Starting out the choreography of the body, but then you know we start to think about choreography of the the object and also choreography for the sounds. Like how sounds is not just fixated coming from the uh, speakers, but then we try to imagine like how can you distribute sounds like to give an independent body. And then the, the idea of like how to distribute the sounds and give the body to the sounds, it we we came to idea of like this Helen balloon mm-hmm. which carries the speakers in nothing for something, another piece. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. somehow, I think for us we start to think like expanding the notion of choreography to another genre and also including the drawing, for example, so nothing for something. The visual artist is doing a live drawing, but the for me, I think about first you draw a dot and becomes a line, and that becomes surface. It becomes like you know, the drawing of the the Yokohama city, for example, in in Tipan version. Mm-hmm. But that also I think more like as a expanded choreography for yeah. Um, so somehow then it's not so much like we want to use technology, but me me for me I think expanding notion of what means to choreograph not only the body but everything around and space also choreography of the movement of audience example Mm. from this point i think it's somehow developed into 
use of technology, not other way around, I think. Mm. Yeah, that, that's actually yeah. that's actually really yeah. interesting because um, that's exactly what I was thinking about. That often when performers, um, you know, when when works use technology, um, it it can border on seeming gimmicky or doing it to to make an effect or to to um whereas what i liked about your works um you know um nothing's for something is a great example that mm. sense of wonder that's created um uh, by the whether it's the 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 huge balloons that float mm. into the audience at the end or the live drawing it never mm. feels separate from the work how do you think and and sort of decide where that balance is you know where the technology takes over the work or or you know rather mm. it, or rather it's used in the work yeah that's actually a big interesting question mm. how that actually happens and um i think uh well it's it's uh it's not so easy to answer that question, but mm. I think we, we, especially in the case of Nothings for Something, uh, we looked at the dramaturgy of the performance and we saw it not, we started looking at it as a, that the whole piece would be just one long um, transition. transition somehow, mm. so that there would be no, um, yeah, okay, you know how yeah. to say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I think, the way we work is actually quite intuitive and following an intuition. So sometimes maybe some choreographers have a very strong idea, a concept in starting out. And But for us, we have, of course, we have a kind of concept, but it's somehow we, uh, in the process, the kind of this improvisation, not including, uh, not only for the dancers, but also, you know, we have this uh, sound designer, Fabrice, he is also uh, does electronics, and he made a, he made he 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 and also lighting designer house. They have like a, more than one job. They are not just doing a light and sound, but they also think about um, scenography, also um, technology together. So maybe uh, also at the boundary between our each function, it's also kind of more like blurry, and then in somehow we try. To how to say, yeah, it's a way. It's 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 interesting to to think how did it come, you know, like. But mm. then somehow as a collective, we have. Um, I'm so lost. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> I think I mean we are also we are. I mean at some point in our work, we were also very interested in in networks, and how networks functions. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and then we started to integrate uh, this kind of notion into our pieces as well. So one way of looking at it is also uh, seeing how information uh, is uh, shifted within a network. And then we started to look at the performance as a, as a network between different media, so different bodies and objects and sound and light. And, and then we started also being very interested in how can one source of information, how can this trans transfer or shift within the network? Mm. Uh, so how can something that a performer is, for instance, expressing on stage, how can this information shift and go from not from the performer's body, but into the sound or into lights or into objects or, or and so on? So. I think that's one of 
the keys, for instance, in Nothing's for Something, that that uh, that the the information is somehow in a constant trans. Uh, transition between the different uh, involved elements. Mm-hmm. Am I right in um, understanding that Fieldworks has been around now for almost 20 years? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you've, you know, yeah. you've, you've toured extensively in Europe, uh, you've, you know, and, and um, parts of Asia, I believe. Um, yeah. And I was just curious as to whether in, you know, in the works that you've been doing, especially maybe if you looked at the last, um, you know, the most recent works, are there themes or ideas that, um, you know, you revisit or that that seem to carry through the different works that you do? Um, Yes, there is. I mean, I think if you look at our works, I think you'll see some kind of a thread going Mm -hmm. through it. and, And I think it's been gradually changing and evolving through these 20 years um, and um, we are always yeah. interested in you know questioning like what we take for granted like what is normal what is not normal mm-hmm. I think the very very first piece we talked about it like also how gestures when can normal gesture which we all recognize becomes like a more abstract movement so that was like a core starting point and the idea of like you know, we do specific, that's a specific project, and then we go to the space, and you always, we did the project in supermarket, and hotel, and offices, but we just, you know, not the most spectacular, like, um, amazing viewpoint space, but it's like offices, like everybody, most of everybody goes to office, and what, what, you know, what we take for granted in the office space, and how can we transform, or that was somehow in each pieces. I feel like that's the main question. And we try to put the lights, like shed the lights to a places that we, you know, kind of miss out or we take it for granted. for granted that you don't think about it, you know. So that's somehow something to do with like we, we try to give another perspective to see different perception, how to give different perception more than like adding and creating, invading something completely mm. new, but um, yeah, re-questioning of what's our daily life somehow. Mm. Mm. And, and of course, mm. the thing with using um, such a variety of spaces and having that work, uh, you know, also come from that space. Um, it also means that you're working with audiences that um, can come across, can you know, can be from many, you know, many backgrounds, many understandings of performance. And one thing that I did enjoy about all three of your works is that while being very much contemporary, um, they were also accessible in many ways. Um, mm. They're not they're not obscure works. They are not works that um, make people feel like they cannot understand it. Um, mm. Is that something that you think about consciously? Um, well, maybe yes. Mm. It's but uh, we also like Yukiko said we do work very intuitive so but i think i mean maybe what you're saying can also refer to that we often start with very concrete uh ideas or concrete uh, like a concrete space mm. or or something that people do recognize in a certain way mm. uh, and and then a lot of our work is is about how can we transform this concreteness into other abstract forms mm. So, so in a way, uh, the work it do uh, flow from concrete 
abstract back to concrete mm. in, in a different patterns. It, it hovers like the borderline that we are quite uh, aware of it somehow. You know, it's mm. just like if you, it's, when you think about like contemporary dance, sometimes I also have, you know, I've seen, or I, I also have done it many pieces that really only the body and abstraction of the body, which I also love, but um, somehow we, I'm conscious about how much can we hold it, this kind of tension to be abstract, but it's, it's nice to come back to places that we all sh can share and recognize and then twist it back again. Or, mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And um, just to bring it back to uh, what we are all, I think, globally, collectively going through right now, I remember that at the mm. end of the performing arts meet in, in Yokohama that um, you guys were supposed to go on to Hong Kong and then that got uh, mm. cancelled, I suppose, because of the coronavirus. Mm. Um, you know, for people who do work that are so rooted in the idea of both um, travel and space and, and, and going to places, um, mm. how has this period been for you? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. We are still uh, thinking about it, but uh, <laughs> we had uh, also other performances mm. uh, has got uh, uh, cancelled or postponed. Uh, we were supposed to perform in uh, in Budapest, uh, Budapest in Hungary mm -hmm. just uh, last week, and also or, Copenhagen. Yeah, also got cancelled. And yeah, so and I know it's it's, it's a very uh, moment. it's a moment of uh, yeah some kind of uh, I think mm. uh, a lot of re reflections. On, yeah, mm. so so that's uh, mm. we. Weird, yeah. Mm. So it would be a bit difficult for me to ask now what's next for you, yeah. which is what I would have asked <laughs> during a regular interview. I think exactly. Yeah, we don't know. Depends. Yeah, on this situation. Mm. We. I mean. Mm. But then we talked. Also, we have. We are supposed to have residency in SM Impact, the art art residency space. Mm -hmm. But we got it got in also Germany. in Germany, but it got cancelled. And then we talked to two dancers who are supposed to come. And they 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 propose uh, dancers um, that instead of okay we we cannot physically meet but maybe you know like this kind of Skype meeting or mm. with a camera or we could give different uh, task oriented um, assignments but instead of canceling the creation because we don't have a space we could do something about it you know also also maybe just to share information mm. you know. Maybe we are separate place to try to read the same book together somehow, like we, because we are about to start a new creation and that whole rehearsal period is like very unknown because mm. <laughs> we can't travel. Right. So this is something, yeah. And then at the same time, you know, we 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 are married. We have two children. They are staying home. <laughs> but uh, our son, I think, he's started to be creative, making his own video now. So I was a bit inspired by. He yes. <laughs> like uh, learning new how he's he's only eighteen. It's about to finish his high school, and then he cannot meet any friends. But then he tried to uh, use a different creativity to you know do some kind of uh, creative ac action, which is which is nice to see. So <laughs> we see. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, <Be> nice. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, we yeah. all. I think all of us are in a we'll see mode. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Haina. Thank you, Yukiko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
I've been speaking with Heine Abdal and Yukiko Shinozaki, whose company Fieldworks from Belgium presented a series of works at the recently held performing arts meeting in Yokohama, which happened last month. This is the last of a series of shows that we are doing about the arts meeting. Do check out the rest of the episodes on bfm.my, on our BFM app, or on Spotify. Just search for TPAM, TPAM 2020. You've been listening to Front Row on the Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.